Okay. Look, here we go. This is more about the Victorian style houses, right? And with the Victorian style has it, uh, houses, what happens is it's a little tricky because there's a lot of complex vocabulary. So I'm going to show you a ridiculous amount of techniques today because <laughs> I've learned some of the vocab. Now, uh, which questions do you get wrong most when it comes to reading? Now, obviously, I'm going to be going into that pre-diagnostic test, but which questions do you get wrong the most? Here? Uh, in reading. In reading, what types of questions? Uh, is it the author mentions or the infer, the vocabulary questions, the reference questions? Which types of questions do you get wrong the most? Like, we got vocabulary here, mm -hmm. least likely or most likely, not one. Um, what is it? The negative connotation. Uh, vocabulary questions again most likely to be seen uh you know time frames stuff like that which which ones are very difficult for you i think what uh, the other mean or purpose ah okay so the number one the number yeah. one going right off the bat what's the main purpose of that yeah. okay so we're going to be breaking this down in a very good way that you're going to understand it boom all right so mm -hmm. what we have here Okay, number one, which of the following is not one of the author's purposes in writing the main passage? Okay, not one of the main purposes, okay? Now, if we look here, nearly 515 blocks, okay, were destroyed, okay? And then the second paragraph, it talks about the characteristics of these San Franciscan Victorians. Okay, mm -hmm. about the strict style, the queen style. So it's talking about the characteristic of these houses, right? And then it says, in the period of the quake, the Victorians came to be regarded impossible, et cetera, et cetera. Now, again, to what are the main problems of this? So what I would say is which of the following, and you know what's really interesting. I'm going to hurry up and grab this very quickly because your answer is a phenomenal answer. And see, yep, I want to make sure that I don't mess up, okay? Because for some reason, I'm reading your answer to discuss housing problems in San Francisco today. I'm like, obviously, that is the answer. But then <laughs> what I had written down was totally different. So I had to hurry up and go back. Oh, okay, correct. So your answer B is correct. C correct? Because, yeah, absolutely. Because what it says here, and let's look at some of these answers. It says A to talk about the restoration of Victorian houses in the 1960s. What you're going to do, don't waste time, plug mm -hmm. in 1960, 1960, okay? Now, to talk about the restoration, okay? Now, it says here, owners began peeling off stucco, tearing off false fronts, reapplying custom woodwork, multi-hue paint jobs. Sometimes the vocabulary may be too complex, but in it is describing a restoration. That's a restoration. It's restoring its image, right? The outside, the exterior. So that is correct. See, to briefly trace the history. Okay, the history is normally always over here. Mm -hmm. Or you could just go very far back and start plugging in those dates and see if there's any reference to the history. That's exactly yeah. what it was. 1870s, it was Italianate. Okay. Mm -hmm. 1880s, it developed the, what is it, the strict style. 
1890s, it ended up having the Queen Anne style. These are the history of the Victorian houses in San Francisco. And then obviously, to categorize the three types of Victorian houses found in San Francisco, that's the entire second paragraph. So good. So what I mean, and the reason why I'm showing you that, and the reason why I just re-mentioned that was, sometimes people read without reading with context. Mm-hmm. I hurry up and saw not one of the author's purposes. I know it's going to extend over the entire passage. But what I could do is look at some of the keywords in those answers. And A is the easiest one because there's a number. So what I would do is grab that 1960s and plug it into the passage. Boom. Boom. Okay, restoration. Well, Stucco, tearing off false fronts, multi-hue paint jobs, do this, do that. Oh, yep, absolutely. And then trace the history. History always comes at the beginning. So I go up to the the first paragraph, and then I see a lot of those dates throughout the paragraphs, right? And then obviously it talks about, okay, there was a big earthquake in 1906, blah, 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 blah. And then in D, to categorize three types, that's very easy because guess what? You're going to see a little three. bit of a parallel structure. Yep. Strict style, okay? Roman classical style and Queen Anne style. Those are three types of Victorian houses that were found in San Francisco at the time. So this is how you're going to do it because do you have a problem with, you know, finding the answers quickly? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is why, again, this is, this is way different from obviously just walking yourself through the course. Mm. Because me, I'm, t- I'm coaching you on how to think a particular way and execute in a particular way. This is the beauty of these coaching. You, you know, the coaching, like, okay, how is this different from when I do it by myself? Because now I'm, I'm coaching you on how to execute. Normally, what, what is it? The reading is 50, 50 minutes, correct? Yes. 50 minutes. No, hold on. 55 minutes, 50 questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with 55 minutes and 50 questions, I finished probably eight minutes before. Now me, I'm just a native English speaker. I'm, I'm a native English speaker. So it's a little crazy, but me, I attack and my point, my point, my little point of execution here. And let me just hurry up and write this down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do vocabulary questions first. Okay. okay. I do vocabulary first because you know what? I are, and sometimes the, oh my God, TOEFL ITP vocabulary compared to IBT, ITP, these questions are bullshit, excuse my French, because listen, I took the test before, I remember seeing these big ass words and I'm like, guys, what is this? But now, mm-hmm. luckily, TOEFL IBT, I piggybacked, meaning it has benefited me because now I know in how to tackle vocabulary questions, okay. Is it positive or is it negative? Is there a reference? Is there this? This is what I'm gonna be coaching you on right now today, right? Okay. So I do vocabulary questions first one because I get a little bit of the meaning that's scattered throughout the passages. Because when I see a vocabulary question, say, let's say, I don't know, uh, Tourette's, okay? And then I'm like, okay, all right, let me look at the sentence before, let me look at the sentence it's in. It's in a parallel structure. Tourette's, towers, steep gabled roofs, and glass art windows, okay? 
So that is a parallel structure. So what? So whatever Tourette's means, it kind of means the same thing in regards to the uh, in the subseeding three that I just mentioned. See what I mean? So I do those first, and then we're gonna start breaking it down as we go because sometimes if it extends over the entire passage, don't mm-hmm. do it right off the bat. Okay? okay. When you get one of the five sections at the very beginning, do not do the first uh, the first uh, question. Do not do it because you're not going to get the entire meaning of the passage. You're going to end up reading. You're mm-hmm. going to read the whole passage, go back to the question and still not know what it is. Yes. The, when you get the general gist and the main idea, do you know where you get it from? These questions, not one. Least uh. likely. Following styles, architecture, most likely, the least likely, most likely, not mentioned. That's where you get the real good idea. Because if you do four of those, you got four main ideas that extend across the passage and they stick. See, I'm a visual learner. So what I do when I read the question, I create an image or I recreate the message in my own words. That's Mm -hmm. another technique. Because sometimes they're like, man, what the hell does this even mean? And you will get questions where you say, man, what the hell does this even mean? Recreate it and put it into your own words. We'll be developing this over the next 11 days too, okay? But um, yeah, that's a very big key detail. So that's what I do first. I do my vocabulary questions, understand some sentences before and after. Then I go into the most likely, least likely, not mentioned, blah, 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 blah. Not mentioned can be very difficult because it might extend a passage too. Tip number three, Hanan, do not do uh, uh, questions at the beginning that extend over the entire passage. Because you're going to have to, and a lot of people would just read, 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 read. Reading without context, you're reading for nothing. You're not going to remember any of it. Because you, one, you're not putting it into your own words. Two, you might not be a visual person. And then three, by the time you finish it, you're still up in arms. Now, if you understand thesis, uh-huh. we understand the opening. Okay, 1906 earthquake, got it. All right, he goes into details, surviving houses. Okay, there were four places, four districts, got it. Okay, second one. Oh, distinguished by their characteristics. That's easy. They talk about three different types of houses throughout the whole paragraph. Boom, idea, got it. Last one, in the last period of the quake, <clears throat> they wanted to regard it, oh, I'm sorry, it was regarded impossibly, oh, there we go, it should be an adverb, impossibly old-fashioned, okay? And then it talks about the restoration process. Boom, got it. Got the three big main ideas from the paragraph. And now, mm-hmm. from my perspective, I can begin to answer some of the longer ones okay but you must not read okay nearly 515 blocks of san francisco including almost all of knob hill were destroyed by the 1906 fuck that fuck that fuck that no don't do that don't do that okay you're gonna waste your time when you understand the thesis and recreate it in your own words bada bing bada boom Mm. all right sorry i'm preaching all right so here we go the word gaudy the word gaudy now, A, showy, B, enormous, C, antiquated, B, D, simply. Now, first and foremost, let's look in line two, okay? This is a gaudy. Let me hurry up and highlight it this. 
Now we have to understand the sentence in which it is being given, right? Because if we look at these words, showy, enormous, large. Yeah. Showy, you may not know what showy means. Do you know what showy means? Men the men show. Showy. What does showy mean? No, not like show. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Because we're describing what something particularly looks like, right? Uh-huh. I'm gonna go back to it. So showy, it means <clears throat> it's like actors and actresses in America. When they go on the red carpet, they wear very showy dresses. Meaning they're like, oh, look at me. Yes, I want attention. Look at my boobs. You know what I mean? They say all that yeah. crazy. Thing. Yeah, so that's what showy means. You may not understand that word. That's okay. But at least we could get rid of some words because we now know that showy is describing something. Enormous is describing the size. Antiquated, mm. <clears throat> antiquated, I believe, and I wish I could bring up that definition. Nope, I can't. Uh, okay, so antiquated means antique. Sorry, let me just hurry up and get rid of that. Bye-bye, WhatsApp. Okay, so antiquated means the opposite, okay? Of not showy, but it's like the opposite, meaning old-fashioned. You may not understand that, but that's okay. And simply means simple. So now we got large, we have old-fashioned, we have simple, and we have very, wow, voila, beautiful. So now let's go back to the sentence very quickly. Now, the only word we have here is painted ladies. Now, here we go. I'm going to hurry up and say this. Many of San Francisco's painted ladies, when you see a hyphen, Hanan, it's given the definition. Yeah. It's gaudy. So what you, in 19th century Victorian houses were lost in the disaster. That's it. That's all we got. So what you're going to have to do is think about it, Hanan. Painted ladies, if you can imagine what a painted lady is what do you think a painted lady would look like would they look big no. no so you chose b but that's okay i'm just i'm i'm coaching you now how to answer this painted ladies would they look old-fashioned old-fashioned no no so okay so now would they look simple or would they look beautiful so a answer there you go yeah I, I chose I chose B because many. So I need a little must big, large. Because of the many, ah, many of, yeah. That's just a determiner. That's just showing you how many of these houses were destroyed in the disaster. That's it. It's not showing it's not telling you from another you know, from another vantage point. Okay, well this means enormous. No. Many determiner enormous O-U-S ending is an adjective. So it's describing and nothing here is saying that they are large, right? We just have what it is there, painted ladies. And then the definition is gaudy. And you're probably like, oh my God, what does gaudy mean? So if I hurry up and bring up the synonyms of that, there it is, showy. <laughs> Colorful, flashy, extravagant, flamboyant. Ah, uh, these are all the crazy words for the word gaudy, all right? The synonyms. So, okay, good. All right, not bad. Ooh. Now, this is this is easier, right? 
Now, this is a little bit, let's break this down. According to the passage, in which district of San Francisco are authentic Victorian houses least likely to be found today? Okay, district San Francisco least likely to be found. We have Cal Hollow, Pacific Heights, The Mission, and Knob Hill. Now, let me hurry up and just bring this up. Okay? Now, it says here, today, some 14,000 surviving houses have been preserved, particularly in Cal Hollow, Mission, Pacific Heights, and Alamo Square. Okay, so we got the mention, Cal Hollow, Pacific Heights, the Mission, and D, Knob Hill, was not mentioned. D is the answer. Congratulations. Okay, all right, so... What's the general idea here? It's not just understanding, woohoo, I got it right. No, no, no. I see a bunch of proper nouns. I see a bunch of proper nouns. And what I'm going to do is look for the first mention, tip number, I don't know, four, five, six, seven. Uh -huh. Always look for those proper nouns first. The first mention, okay? The first mention, because guess what? If you were to look for. I don't know the second mention of them. Oh, I don't even think there is a second mention of any of them. No, I don't see anything. Oh, okay. So that makes it a lot easier. So the only mention of these proper nouns are in the last sentence of the first paragraph. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do, you're going to hurry up, pluck it out. Boom. I got it. Here goes the first mention. Let's go from here. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Not bad. Not bad. I'm feeling real good about this. Okay, so let's go into the next one. Number four. According to the passage, which of the following styles of architecture was last to become fashionable? Okay, last to become fashionable. Now, it says A, Roman classical, B, Italianate, C, stick, and D, Queen Anne. Now, what's going to happen here is... Obviously, we're not looking in the first or the last paragraph. We're putting our focus in that middle paragraph. Mm. And what's going to, going to happen is we have a numerical order. We have 1870s, 1880s, and let me highlight it, and 1890s. This gives us a very good indicator of where to look because, again, it says the last to become fashionable. More than likely, the last is going to be 1890s or later. And because we're going to look for these proper nouns, it's going to make it easier. Okay, so the first one that's introduced is Roman classical. The second one that's introduced is the strict or stick style. I don't even know what I wrote down. Uh, this <laughs> the second one is the Queen Anne style. Okay. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let's see. No. Well, the second one. Hold on. Stay. Oh, Italianate. There we go. I missed it. Where's Italianate? Italianate was the first one. Ah, there it is. Okay. So number one was the Italianate in 1870s. Okay. Followed by the Roman classical styles. Then the strict style peaked in the 1880s. And then designs changed dramatically when the Queen Anne style became the rage in the 1890s. That's the last one. Therefore, your answer is correct. Good. Very good. She's a superstar. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Okay. So here we go. This one's harder. Okay. Bays, as used in, second, in the second paragraph, 
refers to what? Now we have A, bodies of water, B, colors, C, architectural features, and D, trees. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we go. It says right here, bays. All right, highlight that bad boy green. Ah, all right, so what does this mean? Does it mean, again, I'll go back, bodies of water, colors, architectural features, or trees? So let's look here. It says the Italianate, which flourished in the 1870s, is characterized by a flat roof, mm. slim pillars flanking the front door, and bays with windows that slant inward. So if we look at the parallel structure, we can understand better in what reference is this, you know, what, how is this being used? Because if we look at the Italianate, we're describing a house. Oh. So imagine a flat roof, slim pillars, mm. and bays with windows. Now, I don't know what these bays could be, but they do have windows that mm. slant inward. Okay, so I, I'm trying to show you it, it, the bays, they, they kind of go inward. Okay, so whatever these bays are, they have windows. So we could at least eliminate a lot of these bad answers. It cannot be bodies of water. <laughs> Houses cannot have bodies of water because we have to understand that Italianate is being described. Colors, no, we're talking about features, not aesthetics. Mm. And Features, me mentioning that, C is the answer. Because trees cannot have windows. Okay, colors cannot have windows. How the hell is an aesthetic going to have a feature? And bodies of water in a house? Holy shit. Like, where do you live? <laughs> okay, so there you go. You're doing good. You're doing good, Hanan. You superstar, you. Okay, so here we go. <gasps> Which of the following is most likely to be seen only on a Queen Anne-style house? Okay. <laughs> All right, so here we go. What is most likely to be seen on a Queen-style house? Now, flat roof, tower, French cap, gables. Okay, now we're going to go to Queen Anne is the key word. We don't have to look everywhere. We're just going to look for Queen Anne, first mention. And then followed mm -hmm. by that, we're going to see a couple of things here. This is our sentence. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we already know. We don't have to look up. We don't have to look down. We know exactly where the answer lies. This saves you time. It saves you a hell of a lot of time. All right, so it says Queen Anne style became the rage in the 1890s. Now, here we go. Tourette's, towers, steep gabled roofs, and glass art windows distinguish Queen Anne houses from their predecessors. So, Tourette's, towers, steep gabled roofs, and glass art windows. Most likely. Most likely. Okay? Now, it did not mention flat roof. Mm. It did not mention a French cap. And it says here, the, the now the problem is we got both B and D. We have a tower and we have gables, just gables, just gables. I'll say it one more time, just gables. Here <laughs> it says steep gabled roofs. There are two added vocabulary terms within the, the comma before and the comma after. 
that totally changes the entire Gables. Mm -hmm. So I want you to understand. Sometimes they're going to, oh, Gables. Yep. Oh, I see Gables. But no, it says steep gabled roofs. Mm. Your answer, tower's correct. That's the only thing that is mentioned in the most simplest form, a tower. Okay. Good. Oh, Hanan. So does that make sense? Yeah. How did you how did you choose that answer? I want I want to know how did you choose that answer? The same technique. I go back to the sentence and find the word. It's okay. direct question question, right? Right. Go go back. Okay. Okay. All right. The same technique. Okay. Good. And you know what? Again, you don't have to read, read, read. You go straight to Queen Anne style because that's obviously the first thing mm -hmm. that's mentioned. And then you start plugging them in. Now, A and C were very easy. D had an extra two words in the little comma. Therefore, you chose tower. Very good. Okay. Oh, my God. So this one's a little bit crazy. All right. So here we go. It says during which of the following periods were San Francisco's Victorian houses generally thought of as old-fashioned. Okay. All right. Generally thought of as old-fashioned. Now, A, from 1870 to 1990. B, during the 1890s. C, from 1907 to 1960. Or D, during the 1960s. Now, what we're looking for is the mention of old, old-fashioned, or something in that regard. Okay. okay, and me, what I saw here was this. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw old fashioned in the bottom paragraph. It says, in the period after the quake, the Victorians, okay, came to be regarded as impossibly old fashioned. But beginning around 1960, they began to restore them. Mm -hmm. So obviously B would not be the answer. That's the one that you had chosen. Mm. And remember, during the 1960s, that's when the restoration began. Okay. And you saw where I highlighted the word, it had to come before the 1960s and after the 1890s. So C would be the answer. Because if we look here, going back up, uh -huh. 1890s. Okay, we described this Queen Anne style house. Mm -hmm. Now it kind of sucks because there is no mention from 1906. I don't see oh, oh, oh 1906 the earthquake. Ah, that's right. Okay, so coming back up here. 1906 was the earthquake. Okay. Okay. And then between 1906 and 1960. The, you know, they were just re in the period after the quake. Oh, 1906 is the period after the quake. Mm. 1906 is the period after the quake. So now we have our 1906. So 1906, the Victorians came to be regarded as impossibly old fashioned, but begin in 1960. Okay. Ah, there it is. Does that make sense, Hanan? So the answer is? C. 1906 to 1960. Correct. Could because I see? They were, 
because they were regarded to as impossibly old fashioned. Mm -hmm. The period after the quake, which was 1906. So between 1906 leading up to 1960, they were regarded to as old fashioned. And then during the 1960s, uh -huh. they began to restore them. So D, no, because that's when the restoration began. That's not when they were regarded to as being old fashioned. This is when they began to restore them. This is why 1907 or 1906, whatever, to 1960 is when they were regarded to as being old-fashioned. Okay. All right, so the attention to detail. All right, that's mm. just one of those questions like, what the hell? But remember, yeah. what we gotta do, and what you could have done a little bit better, <clears throat> is because here, designs change dramatically, queen style, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm but it doesn't say anything about old fashioned. Old no. fashioned isn't mentioned until right here. And then in the period after the quake, which is 1906, they were regarded to as old fashioned. Therefore, 1907 to 1960, before the restoration began, that's the period. Um, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> good, 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 Miss Hanan. Good, good, good. Okay, so here we go. Eight, what can be inferred from the passage about Victorian houses after they had been restored? Okay, all right. Now this one's a little crazy because A, it says they were painted in many colors. B, it says they looked exactly like modern houses. C, and that's the one you chose. C, covered with new fronts made of stucco and D, more attractive than original houses. Now, this one's a little hard, but we know exactly where we're looking at. Now, okay. let me hurry up and look at this. This is our area right here. Owners began to peel off the stucco. That's all they said. Peel off the stucco. Okay. So the answer is C. Right? No, 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 no. They peeled it off. They did not cover them. Oh. You see, they peeled them off. They took off the stucco. They didn't put you stucco. See, it's a little confusing. You mm. see what I mean? Good, good. Okay, so let's go back to the other one. Okay. So we got this. We already covered this. Goodbye. Tearing mm. off false fronts. Okay, is that one of the answer? Fronts. No. no. Let's go back up. Reapplying <laughs> custom woodwork. Not one of the answers. Um. Commissioning multi-hued paint jobs. Okay. And then okay. it says before long, many, many of these houses had been restored to their former splendor, meaning what they used to be. Former means used to be, right? Mm. Before, before the earthquake. Right? And so we go back to this again. They were more attractive than the original houses? No they returned, meaning they were the same as they were before. They weren't more attractive. It doesn't say that. It mm. says they returned to their former splendor. So D is no. Now, B is no, because it does not look like modern houses. They return to their former splendor. 
okay they're not more modern today they return to what they used to look like before the earthquake in 1906 the only detail that it states here is multi-hued multi meaning many different types of paint and the answer here many colors multi many multi many mm. i know i know it is crazy <laughs> but it's the details it's the details those last two questions you know you could do very well in them if you just understand the details right mm. not understand but just decipher the information okay all right and so that's it i thought there was another one but i guess not which is really weird but anyways okay <clears throat> all right very good. I'm going to stop I'm going to stop that recording right there and then we're going to get into the next one. So uh